This podcast is brought to you by patrons such as Sean, Jay, John, and Roger. You could be awesome too and go to patreon.com slash boards and swords. Live from Swordplay Studios, it's time for Boards and Swords! Back in action! Woo! Might have overdid that. I'm glad Cindy can amuse herself with a little Pac-Man coaster. <laughs> Eyes closed because I was laughing so hard. Where'd it go? Hmm? Did you take it, Philip? Yeah. It is gone. <laughs> <laughs> and it's gone. <laughs> That's okay. So, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna give you an and it's gone. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to Boards and Swords. This is a podcast where we're having fun talking about board games. I'm your host, my name is Chris Renshaw. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm that bald bearded guy, Philip. He's back! I'm back! I I'm am... not in black though. <laughs> okay. I am Cindy. And I'm Colin. Mixmaster. Who are you calling? He's the normal one tonight, guys. Mixmaster Colin over there. On the uh Well, we can't have any of that. Get out. Hang on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start scratching. Wicka, wicka. Oh, which what and on the fade. wait, which one is that hockey to? What? Like the scratch? Uh-oh. No, the is it the O for the, the opening? O. Zero. Zero, okay. Oh, Mixmaster Colin on the zeros and R's. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. Renegade. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I'm on fire tonight. Yeah. You would think after being gone a month that we would have like news bits. Like so much news. Like but all this stuff happened. to talk about. No, there's been some stuff, but it was all boring <laughs> stuff. We took vacation at the right time. Yeah. <laughs> or like, you know, if we want to talk about the downfall of Plat Hat Games, apparently. Because mm. there was like three, three or four news stories about them canceling stuff. That's crazy. But instead, I thought it'd be more entertaining, at least. The Origins Awards got announced. Or the nominees, at least. And so I thought it'd be fun to talk about them a little bit and to go through and get kind of predictions, at least on some of these, because I know most of this table is not going to care about collectible games or, Or you know, RPGs. Well, I say it's half and half for the RPGs. Right. That's not most, though. True. So anyways, on the category people care the most about, uh, board games, your nominees are... Brass Birmingham, Chronicles of Crime, Cryptid, Everdell, Gizmos, which might be talked about later, Pulsar 2849, Rising Sun, which is so weird when I think that Rising Sun came out last year. Yeah. (laughs) Because it just seemed like there was a long time. I mean, I know it was fundraised the year before, but it just seems weird that 2018 was technically the year the Rising Sun came out. Yeah. Uh, Root and Space Base. Yeah. uh, The one that surprised me time wise was Pulsar. Because I thought I remember, I, I think it there was probably some being demoed. On this, there were some on this list, like, for instance, uh, Villainous. Villainous didn't come out last year. Villainous came out the year before because there was an expansion that came out last year. Ooh. That was this was year. It? I thought it just came it out just like came a out couple okay. months ago. Well, there were some on here because that was, um, what was it? There was something else I saw that I was like, oh, what is the, the, the term for, oh, it was in the family game. Where's the family games one? The Climbers. Like, why is the Climbers on there? Yeah, that that's an old game. It yeah. was reprinted. And like that Super Kitty Bug Slap. Isn't that an older game too? I don't know. No idea about that one. I thought that was the one that you guys reviewed. Pulsar 20 No. no. Pulsar 2849 no. has a 2017 date on it mm-hmm. on okay. BGG. So they just make up their own rules then apparently. <laughs> 
I don't know. There's a couple of there's a couple of obvious choices on here. All rules are arbitrary. So we're trying to decide which one we personally think yeah. will win for the board game category. So how is this judged? It's like, pe- people vote on it. People's choice. Yeah, people's choice. Villainous people's does choice. Have 2018 on it. Oh, okay. I think Everdell is going to win for people's choice because that game is so stinking popular. Is it though? Like it is, but it. My money's on Root. That's oh I was right, I too. forgot Root was on the <laughs> yeah. list. <laughs> my money's nope, on Root. No, nope, Root's have, on the list. I have not seen a person. You're right. Talk bad about Root. I forgot. And Root. It's gotten really popular. I forgot Root was on the list. No, you're right. Root's on the list. Now space like or there's Root's a couple of like Brass Birmingham's gotten a lot of buzz. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's like more... all these games have gotten a lot of buzz, but a lot of, and there's a lot of like like Brass Birmingham was on a lot of the the yeah. BGG award lists. But I uh, see. I think Root has a wider fan base. Yes, it's got. It's more. It's a broader fan base, whereas Brass is more niche. Yeah. And so are some of these other games. Right. Well, I don't know. Space Space Cron- has Chronicles gotten a l- of Crime, though, is really popular, too. Sure. That's another good one. Space Space has also gotten a lot of it has. buzz, Yeah, that's too. one that we really like, too. Only reason I would not say Space Space is that it came out like late in the year, right? No. I bought it. No, it was before Dice Tower Con because we played really? it at Dice Tower Con. Like, we it, it, it seems with like I've only really heard people talk about it, though, in the past. It's because they have an expansion that just came out. Shy Pluto. Oh, uh, yeah. Because I, it seemed like I was only hearing people talk about yeah, it since like we, fall last year. We bought it in June of last year, and it, okay. had, it had been out for a couple months, I think, at that point. Though it was all really, right. So that theory's dead. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah, my money, my money would be on root. Yeah, I, I agree. If it was, yeah, if it was on gameplay strictly, yeah, probably root. But Root has the cuteness on top it of does. it, which is what Everdell which is what Everdell had for it. it. It was that cute animal theme, but then Root has that as well. So right, and Everdell's not bad. It's okay. just not as great as Root, right. I think. Yeah, and the I think mass it's root. mass appeal. So uh, going to card games, you've got things such as Anatomy Flux got nominated. Mm. I don't know why. Uh, the Choose Your Own Adventure House of Danger that was the one that was in Target for a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dark Souls, the card game. What is that? It's a video game. It's a card game based on a video game. Well, it's a oh, card okay. game based on the board game of a video game. Okay. Uh, get the MacGuffin, uh, Maiden's Quest, The Mind, and Villainous. I think this is a hands down. The, the mind. mind. Yeah. That, yeah, that's definitely. 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 I would be surprised if it didn't win. I feel, I feel like Dark Souls, the card game, could be explained with that meme of uh, the dude from Always Sunny with all the, like, the... Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't hear, don't hear. And Charlie. Charlie. Charlie, yes. yeah. The, the interesting thing about the Choose Your Own Adventure game is it had a lot of buzz and it had the nostalgia factor going for it, but a lot of people said that the gameplay itself fell flat. Yeah. So I would be surprised if that won because, yeah, this, it was this popular. Game, but this, this category for card games felt like what was left after we put everything <laughs> else in the categories. It is yeah. like there's it's the, kind of like weird. The mind and villainous were kind of like like when, so you the, when you look at the board game section, like, oh, yeah, these were a lot of the big heavy hitters from last year. When you yeah. look at the card games, you got the mind and villainous. Those were like solid. Uh-huh. But everything else is just kind of, well, OK, the Choose Your Own Adventure one was kind of. It was popular. Yeah, it was popular. But everything like Vayne's Quest to get the MacGuffin and then anatomy flux yeah. yeah that was just like what was left what what can we put on here right. it's interesting I that agree. uh looney labs it does both anatomy flux and the uh get the mcguffin that does what, what is get the mcguffin it's, it's or, sort of, Maid- or maiden's quest i've never heard of you i've of heard of maiden's quest i don't know the exact gameplay behind get get the mcguffin but there's like a card that's 
kept hidden or something that you're trying oh. to make sure is in your possession at the end of the game. I do know what that is. Hold okay. on. Does everybody it, know what a MacGuffin is? Because I joked about it for a while and then I had Ashley ask me like, wait, what is that? I forget. I looked I it up at one point. I thought this was like a common thing. Mm. They give uh, The MacGuffin's like a plot device. That's right. Yeah. Oh. It's like the thing that... It's uh, Pulp Fiction. It's the briefcase. Yeah. Uh, Avengers, it's the cube. It's the one it's the the magical thing or you know just the the thing of importance basically that solves all your problems mm. uh, according to google a mcguffin is an object or device in a movie or a book that serves merely as a trigger for the plot isn't that what i said by plot device <laughs> yes, yes. But, uh, uh, oh my word i gotta, I gotta, do, my, I gotta thank, do my my glasses thank you leroy which is why i think You're it's welcome. funny that the 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 amc that we have the the one that they, they now have a bar in it and it's called mcguffins Ah. I think that's funny. And nobody ever got the joke when I wouldn't point it out. <laughs> I didn't know there was a name for it. Yeah. I had no idea. It's been so long since I've been to that theater. So There's anyways. there now. Yeah. <laughs> I actually prear it. Because I prefer the AMC reward system. That and I there's do. really only one way in instead of the two ways in. Mm. Yeah. So next is collectible games. Yawn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I the only thing so there was there was one thing I wanted to point out. So obviously, like my votes for for Keyforge, Key yeah. But there is a couple of things. A Magic has got a Dominaria booster thing on there. That's potential for a winner, just because of the amount of people that play Magic. Yeah. Um. The other thing I noticed is that whereas everybody else was like boot this boot because they're targeting specific products, like oh, basically a UPC is what they're like. It's it's this booster, that booster. They're not like saying this set. Mm -hmm. They're giving like a, a UPC thing. Whereas, you know, like for Pokemon booster, Star Wars Destiny booster. The weird one I saw was the Warhammer Age of Sigmar Champions, the trading card game, the one where you can scan in your cards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was the death campaign deck, which is like the starter. One of the one of the four starters they came out with. Hmm. I thought that was weird. Yeah, that would be weird. Yeah. Like it wasn't the booster pack or anything. It was like the starting deck. Huh. I should just act like I know what I'm talking about and just chime in. What do you think? What do you think I do? Starter decks are wherever everyone starts, isn't it? Isn't yeah. that isn't that a fact of life? Okay, John. You got to start at the beginning and work your way to the end. <laughs> you got to John out. Like, I was going to draw some X, draw some X's and you know <laughs> this guy comes over here. He's out in no man's land. You start over here. All right, this is your skill level. Then you get the starter pack. Bam! You're over here. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, uh, get you interested again. Family games. Family games. We got the climbers. I'm I'm gonna try and say is it a uh, Akinda shuffle? Ek Close. Echidna. Yeah. Echidna. Echidna. Thanks. <laughs> the Mansky caper. Although when I read Mansky. it, it was the Man Sky caper. The Man Sky caper. Whatever. Pantone the game. Spy Club. Strawberry Ninja. That's the one I wanted to back on Kickstarter. Super Kitty ago. Bug Slap. The T Dragon Society card game. When I Dream. That's another one that was a 2017 mm. release. Yeah. Because that, that was into 2017, wasn't it? No, it was Gen Con. Uh, I think it was they were demoing it. I, I demoed it at Gen Con 2017, but I don't think it went into release until Essen. Mm. Oh, okay. Interesting. So I don't know enough about these games, although based on Buzz, I would go towards Spy Club. Yeah. So I have played the Climbers, Spy Club, Pantone. Have I played T Dragon Society? Have yeah. I played When I Dream? Yeah, that's the blindfold one. Yeah. We did. We played the yeah, we played Dice, Dice Tower Dice last Star year. Con. That was fun. I played um, When I Dream and Pantone. That's it. So I think out of all of the ones that I've played, I would say I absolutely love Spy Club. So I'm going to say that that is the winner. But I could be wrong. 
Yeah, I the, don't know. What, what do you, what do you, What's Pantone? Why does that seem familiar? Pantone is, looked at is the it. color spectrum. It's the game spectrum with the cards, the, the paint, paint swatch cards. You're trying to get people to guess okay. words. Well, because Pantone is like... Cards. It's the color... It's the, Pantone it's the color, color wheel. company. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. It's, gotcha. They come up with like the color Ooh. of the year. I think the, the color company, that was the one that... Yes. Yeah. Like that. Why is it... All right. Moving on the to the rest of the stuff that nobody cares about, at least... <laughs> On that side of the table. Yeah, I'll just sit back. Uh, miniatures games. You got Fallout, Kill Team, Fallout. Kings of War, Necromunda, A Song of Ice and Fire, and Star Wars Legion. I want it to be Star Wars Legion, but I think I'm going to have to guess Kill Team oh. because it's the game's workshop. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking if it's, uh, if it's Legion, then they'll make even more stuff. What? That's going to happen either way. What am I saying? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, RPG wise, you got Dust City Outlaws, uh, Flash Gordon. Ooh. Uh, for, I didn't even know there was. Uh, I didn't either. Uh, forbidden, not, forbidden Lands, Invisible Sun, the Midgard World Book, Mutants and Masterminds Basic Heroes Handbook, which is another one I think I released a while back. Uh, Numenera Destiny and Discovery Core Book, Deluxe Slipcase, uh, Star Wars Adventures, Star or Star Trek. Trek. I did it again. This oh. is like the second time I've done that. <laughs> Star Trek Adventures, Uprising, the Dystopian Universe, and Vampire the Masquerade. This I, one's hard. That one is. I've heard stuff about the vampire one. This, well, there's been a lot of bad stuff oh, yeah. about the vampire Hey, these are one. in alphabetical order. Wait, they all are. Yeah. <laughs> he just pasted the information and then deleted it. They all do them alphabetical. Oh my gosh. But yeah, there's not like a clear favorite in this. They're all very, there's not like a, uh, like, like with the collectibles, there's not a magic or a games workshop one. Mm-hmm. This one could be any, it could be like, Dust of the Outlaws, Flash Gordon, Forbidden, Forbidden Lands, Midgar World Book, Mutants and Masterminds, and Uprising. I would rule most of the. I would rule those out. Vampire, it probably rule out, mainly because it had a very. It, the release was not handled very well. Mm. Um, I don't know. My money's on Flash Gordon. That guy can do anything. <laughs> he rides a wave runner in space. Like if I went on product itself, I would lean probably towards. Numenera Destiny and Discovery, the core book slipcase, because that's a beautiful product. But I probably put my money on the Star Trek Adventure starter set because mm. that's got the the Star Trek name it, it's on it. Got, it's got the IP recognition. Yeah. I mean, it's got the Star Wars name on it. Yes, that too. <laughs> According to you, yeah. Uh, and then RPG Supplement, Aldis, City of the Blue Rose, Call of Cthulhu, Mask of Nila, Conan, Book of Skellos, Creature Codex, 5th Edition, Dungeons and Dragons, Mordekainen's Tomb of Foes, uh, Legend of the Five Rings, Emerald Empire, Star Trek Adventures, The Command Division, Starfinder, Pact Worlds. This is basically everybody, everybody in their their, their best supplement, which is weird because I don't know if I would have put Mordekainen's as, su- yeah. as the best supplement. Well, who would you pick for a D&D supplement? D- uh, did Z- no, I guess Xanathar's came out in 2017. Yeah. Because otherwise it would have been that. I would have totally, uh, you know what? I think it won last year. So well, maybe it is. D and D would probably be, I mean, it's D and D. They usually end up winning this category, but L5R is a really good book. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's your dose of news this time. Cool. <laughs> Those are the nominees. So I've been talking, Hey, tell me about Newton. Newton. Yeah. Newton was a scientist. You know that? No, I didn't. Yeah. It's, it's also a measurement of force. Yes. 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 He, uh, he, he was a very smart guy. So we have Newton, the game here that is from Simon and Cranio Creations. Which means I'm probably going to hate it. <laughs> yep. Yep. So 
turn it around so you can see all the hatred it's you can spew Simone out. Luciani. So much beige, right? It, this is a lot of beige in this one. <laughs> all, yeah. Are there any minis in this Simon game? No. no. Get this that thing the, out of here. This is the or not. Uh, the or not. Oh, that's yeah. the or not yeah. portion. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So this. I normally erase that from my box. This is a Euro game, and like you are similar to a lot of other Simone Luciani games, doing different things, trying to get points. And in this one, there is a map you're trying to move around. Uh, it's like a map of Europe. There is a Technologies. technology track. You like have students moving on. Uh, yeah. Through the through the universities, it seems almost like they're doing. Even though you're visiting universities in Europe on the map, don't know don't know about that story wise. Then you have your your player boards. Yeah, you have your player board. You're building up your library of books and just different ways to get points in the game. What you are doing on your turn though is simply you have a hand of cards. You lay down a card, and the symbol that you lay down, you see how many of that symbol are showing on your board, and you get to do it that much power to that action. You do that, like, so if I lay down the gear symbol, I can, I think that that was the student moving through the school system. Yeah. And so if I have two of that, I can move it two spaces. And if it's like the compass, that's moving on the map. So you can move like, you know, two, three spaces on the map. And where you stop, you can get special bonuses, drop off your cubes. So you clear off cubes off your player board. You get points that way. It's a little bit point salady, just mm-hmm. different ways of getting points. You sound so excited talking about this game. <laughs> I, I went into this. I was so excited. Simone Luciani, that, that's like a name that... We love his I mean, name. this is basically the people behind Lorenzo, right? It, uh, well, Nestor no. Man, uh, you covered up the other Sorry. name. Nestor Man, Mangone is not in any other games. Oh, okay. This is like his first one in the realm that's, of Simone but Luciani. But Simone Luciani has a lot of stuff. And we love his games. Like, we do. And I... Yeah, I, I was anticipating this greatly just because it's Clemens Franz art and Simone Luciani and it just looked like, hey, this is a game that's up my alley. And while it did not, I did not, I wasn't disappointed necessarily in the game, but I was. Okay. Does that make sense? It wasn't as great as I thought it was going to be. It was a good game. I I like the whole hand management, like what cards am I going to put down? Something I didn't mention, there's five six rounds at the end of each round all the cards that you put down you pull them back up into your hand except one one goes away it tucks under your board you have the symbol permanently but you can't take the action off that card anymore okay you don't get the the residual benefit and so there is that decision okay what do i want to get rid of so uh, you can acquire more cards so you can make sure like you You can still have that ability but Mm I don't. I don't know quite what didn't resonate with me. Though. Now, so, something I've heard when hearing other people talk about mm-hmm. this is that their first play was kind of mixed, but it seemed like it was one of those games that I've just from people I've heard that the more they played it, the more they liked it. it that may be the case. I did like it better in the, the later plays that we had. Yeah, I, I agree about that. To me, this game it felt like there was so many things to do. And there wasn't enough time to do it all. And you hear I, that a lot in games. And yeah. usually it's like a, a good thing. It's like, I can't do everything I want. And I, I love that. It's the tension is there. But for this, but with this one, I feel like it kind of almost penalizes you if you don't excel in certain tracks. Yeah, it, it, feels, it like, feels like you're crawling a little yeah. bit on some of the tracks. Yeah. Like there's this one track... It's like uh, how you get money in the game. Yeah, is that the track? money track. I, I don't remember what it's called now. Why am I blank? Whatever, it doesn't matter. But that one, I the first game, I like blasted up that track. And then our 
you know, the next couple games, I just kind of fell back. I'm like, well, I, I just wasn't able to do it. And it was weird. Yeah. A lot of times when uh, you can't do all that you want, you still like you have those like combos at the end of the game. It's but like, this, boom, I don't feel boom, like boom. you have that. It, yeah. It's, it's kind of isolated. Yeah. Not really combo making. I mean, there there is combos. I'm not going to say there isn't, but right. it's just not super amazing combos. No, not like some of his other games. Like mm-hmm. like Voyages Marco Polo. Oh my gosh, that or Council of Four even. Yeah, that like, one, that's combo tastic. That, that's that's built. That's a game built on combos. Yeah, but yeah, this one doesn't have. It just doesn't that. have that X factor to keep it off the shelf. Yeah, it's what I've realized is not necessarily just Simone Luciani that I am interested in the game. It's the other designers that he's paired with, like Virginio Gigli. I think he was the one that was with uh, Lorenzo and Grand Austria Hotel. And then Which, Daniel Tassini. Yeah, Daniel Tassini. Those names are great names, uh, in addition to Simone Luciani. And I think I have a reason to look a little closer before just jumping at his name. Okay. Yeah, I get that. So I got to change how I speak on Instagram from now on about Simone Luciani. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what do we want to talk about? Another Simon game? Yeah. Because oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have gizmos. No which, minis in that either. No minis. Yes. But there's like, Tactile stuff. Lots of tactile stuff. You can touch stuff in this game. Yeah. There's Gizmos. potions in this. Are there any uh are there any mogwais in this? What? Oh no. No, no mogwais? Okay. <laughs> Just gremlins. Just gremlins. I figure I should probably do this so Philip can at least look at the uh Hey pictures and words. So, in Gizmos. It, Gizmos, it's and math. It's it's a it's a light engine building game, very similar to like Century Spice Road or Splendor and that kind of feel where you're just doing one of a couple of actions and trying to build a machine going. Mm -hmm. But literally in this case, because you're trying to build different gizmos that are these little cards and there's this marble track that's filled. There's a container filled with marbles, kind of like potion explosion, except for instead of having like five tracks, there's one. And uh, you're not trying to combo on the marbles. Not necessarily. Yeah. There is combos in the sense that when you build these gizmos, it may be like, when I pull a yellow ball, I get to also grab another kind of ball. Or yeah. when I pull a random ball, I also get to get a free yellow ball. Mm-hmm. Or it's yeah. so there are there is combo making in that sense. Right. Um yeah, it's just not the explosion from potion correct. explosion. It's yeah. not that match it's three not the kind candy of crush. <laughs> yeah. And you know, you got your love your easy gizmos to build, and then the more complicated, and then the game ends when you build a certain amount of either the top row or total amounts. Yeah. And so I just, you're going round and around. Each person's either building a card, grabbing a card, or grabbing the components that they need to build one of their cards. Mm-hmm. So, but this has definitely got all the steam on polish on it as far as the, the artwork and the uh, components. I don't know why I was spacing there on components, but you guys, we, I got you guys to play it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had played it originally at Dice Tower Con because right. I was running the hot games tables. And so, but then I got to play it with, with you too. I really enjoy this game. Uh, this is what should be in our collection versus Century Spice Road or Splendor. Oh, like this yeah. is this is what should be there. Yeah. It's Engine Builder, the engine building game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I so, like it too. So it, it, I've, I've kind of gone up and down with this because I demoed it at the Simon Expo. Mm. I had one of the Simon guys show me it and I was like, this is great. And then I got it and I was like, this is great. <laughs> And then I've played it a couple of times since, and I'm like, it's pretty good. <laughs> and I've realized, because I've been thinking about it a lot, like, this is a good game. Mm. This is an amazing game. I don't know if I need to have it in my collection, though. Mm. Okay. Like, 
I would never turn down playing this game, but I don't think I would ever myself pull it off the shelf. Mm. And I don't know if that's not to say anything about gizmos. I think it's more to say about the type of game it is. I got you. Is because and the reason I said that is I got back to thinking like, A, I haven't played Century Spice Road in like over a year. Hmm. Um, I play Splendor more on the app now than anything. And when, when I play it, it's with a specific set of people. Right. That I know are more interested in that type of game than anything. Like I play Splendor with my family because they love Splendor, you know, so that's like that's when I play Splendor. Mm hmm. So they the they would be great to play Gizmos with, but it's not like when I go to game night, I'm not going to be grabbing Gizmos. I get that. So that's nothing to say at the game. This is if you like Splendor, like you said, if you like those style of games, you should get this game. Mm-hmm. For me, though, in fact, I'll probably send this copy home with you. Then you seem to be have the more interested in it. It's one that, like I said, I never turn down a play. I'm just not going to pull it off the shelf versus something else. Right. OK. Yeah. People were. I've seen people talking online about the Marvel dispenser seems unnecessary, but it actually does a lot of good for the game because oh, yeah. like Zulkin, it you know, the game with the gears, it has people are like the gears really aren't necessary. They just take care of upkeep. Right. But it's a lot of upkeep that you don't have to do. Right. Like this, like if you didn't have the slot with the marbles, you'd have to be like, I don't know, pulling randomly from a bag. Until and like, you get to a blue ball or something. Yeah. Or, or, you know, yeah, having everything set up and line them up. And it's just you don't have to worry about that. And you have that ready to grab randomly, too. Right. Now, you could make a case that the dispenser is probably bigger than it needs to be. Oh, yeah. Because it, it is. Kind of huge. a bunch of extra space. I mean, you got that. You, I think it's trying to create that blind spot. Really. Sure. Yeah, I get that. But even still, it's a little excessive. You know? Right. Yeah. But it's still not like I, I think this game is in the I should probably look it up. I want to say it's like in the $50. Oh, MSRP well, range. It's the components. It's not bad. But it's not bad when you, especially like, I think Splendor is a $40 game. Yeah. And this one's a much better game component wise. What's the, um, or I personally think. What's the, oh, it's a $30 oh, MSRP a $30 game. game. Well, then that's amazing. Gizmos yes. is? Gizmos, this is a $30 MSRP. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. That means you're probably finding it for like at least uh, probably 25 on Amazon or something. Yeah. Like it that. says it's out of stock right now. Cool stuff. But okay. What's, what was the, um, the the crazy crazy engine building game with all the cards. Are you talking about Terraform Mars? No 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 no. The uh the one where it was actually like oh the car oh oh yeah. steampunk rally steampunk rally yes ah, okay yes. I still need to play that that was just an outlandish <laughs> but I like that because there was a bunch of dice rolling yes there was bu- I mean it's a bunch of dice rolling it also had just they they pulled so many different I mean because it all started out with like a car yeah and I mean they they pulled like didn't they have the DeLorean in there. It was like that a, was a, we, that was not a when we played, that was but I got it as a promo. Yeah, I remember like, you bought it. I, the like, I didn't buy it. They were just like, I like your game. They're like, cool. Here's the pro- like, I like your game. Can I get the the? Can I buy the promo? Like, no, you can just have it. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Because they were selling it with the game, and I was like, well, I want the promo, but I already have the game. Can mm. I just like buy the promo? And they're like, oh no, here you go. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, they just, but they like the the eclectiveness. Mm. Would that work? Yeah, no, sure. just the, the randomness of all the starting vehicles you can have on there. Yeah. And then you ah. start like building out and like you have a plane on top of a and then tank treads and then, <laughs> <laughs> helicopter. Yeah, I yeah, But um, I, I have not played gizmos. Right. Yeah. If someone was like, hey, we're playing gizmos. I'm like, cool. Let me put some pants on. I'll be right over. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. Yeah. So that's right. Like it's not going in my collection, but that's not because it's a bad game. 
it's a good game for what it does, especially if you're looking for another kind of splinter. You've burned out of Splendor and Century, mm-hmm. then you're going to want to check out Gizmos because I think this is probably my favorite of the three games. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that I too. agree. In fact, the reason I thought that, that that gave me all these different thoughts is I got to thinking about how I felt when I played Eastern Wonders, where I was just like, I don't see a need to buy this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I played it and I was like, that was okay. <laughs> I liked Eastern Wonders more than uh, than Spice Road. I liked bits of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I felt like it was a little bit more of that. Okay, you're working towards something right. rather than quick grabs. Like there were there were aspects I liked about it, but the parts I liked took away from what I liked about Century Spice Road mm. and that I liked it. Century Spice Road was just a quick, quick and easy game to play, mm-hmm. whereas Eastern Wonders was more complex. And I liked some of those bits where you there are different ways to win. But that was also the reasons I liked the other game better. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but mm. yeah. So there's Gizmos from Simon. That was a very long and complicated <laughs> review. <laughs> well, good for you. Yeah. Let's go to a thing we already know you're going to like. Ticket, Ticket to, to ride. ride. Okay. So we got the Ticket to Ride Map Pack 6, which is France and Old West. Go did figure. You, we played the Old West first. No. Did you <laughs> right. buy a special box and you have all of your maps? In yeah, it? yeah. We so do. we can talk about that too. Yeah. we. Uh, if you we, notice, it's the same box as what's behind you. Yeah. We got one of the Hobby Lobby oh, sure artist supply cases uh, and we put all of the map, map packs, packs. All the ba- all the like the standalone ticket to ride games are still in their original boxes, but all the map packs and ex- cards and everything for them are in here. Okay, so I'm gonna start with Old West because it's the one we played first, and okay, you know Western. So the Old West side, it's just the Western United States is what it is, and then um, what makes this one different is. <sighs> <laughs> you are <laughs> thank you so at the beginning of the game after you've like selected your tickets everybody has um train stations and you place a train station on the board somewhere it doesn't matter where it doesn't even have to be in one of your cities if you don't want it to be but somewhere in the board and you have to start building from that station and then throughout the game you can only build adjacent to current routes you've already placed on the board and throughout the game, at, after you've placed a route, if you want, you can also pay two two identical color train tickets to build a new station. The cool thing about the stations is if an opponent builds a route into one of your stations, they don't get points you do for that route. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of exciting. And if multiple people have train stations and you've built your trains in between their two stations, both those people get points and you don't. But if you have a station there, you get points and the other person does too. Similarly, if you have two stations on either end of the route, you'll get double the points. Okay. Yes. Mm. One of, in one of our games we played, I, there's one... In this game, there are a couple of places... No, there's only one. There's one route that's seven trains instead of just six. And so it's worth 18 points. And somebody had gone it was it's into los angeles and somebody went into los angeles and didn't claim a station and then i built into los angeles and i'm like 18 points like i should have built a station they were so mad at themselves uh it was great anyway and then one other little thing is there's a a mini expansion that came out years ago called alvin and dexter and it was like one's an alien one's a dinosaur and in this version it incorporates alvin again 
and starts he starts in Roswell, in Roswell New Mexico. Mm. And it, it's kind of like the whole end game bonus where if you if you have control of Alvin at the end of the game, you get 10 point bonus. But however, during the game, if you enter, if you build trains routes into Roswell, you get to collect Alvin, if you're the first person that is, you get to collect Alvin. Then you get 10 points. You place him in one of your train stations on the board. And then if someone else builds into your train station, they take Alvin and get 10 points and put him in their station. And it's kind of like a cat and mouse game with mm. Alvin. And every time you collect him, you get 10 points plus the 10 bonus at the end of the game if you still hold, if you have him. Yeah. Our four player game, I was trying to do some diplomacy. I say, hey, you're you're right there. You should, uh, you know, go and get get Alvin because like I wasn't getting up near that station. And mm -hmm. I was like, man, and yeah, take him so I can take him from you because <laughs> <laughs> he only had one station on the board and I was and right was next, next to, to it. Colin. Hey, yeah. hey, look. It's got Carson City on it. It does have it Carson does have City. Carson on City. It. I was, mm. I was like, yeah. Yeah. So you. that's the, so that's the gist about the Old West. Mm. And then, the well, do you want to talk about both of them together, or do you want to talk about the Old West side? Um. Do you want to talk about the Old West side? No, I'm just asking. <laughs> I'm saying, do you want? Are you going to talk about? Yeah, we the could, whole uh, map pack. We could talk gonna... about each individual as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but uh, the Old West map is probably my favorite of the two. Okay? Yes. And but I like it better not at two. Yeah, players. I want to try it. We didn't try it at three players. Three uh -huh. players might be good, too, because you still can't use the double or triple routes. But right. But it's filling up mm -hmm. more of the board. But yeah, we played it a, a couple times. Two player, one four player game. The four player game was much better because uh, I mean, two players not bad. In both of our two player games, though, we uh, we we're didn't, so far apart. Yeah, it's it's very it's it's, it's a, a map made map. for six players. It's yeah. it's a mm -hmm. it's the first actual six player map. Yeah, they actually give you an extra set of um, trains. Like it's a mm -hmm. white color now. Oh, and um, to add on to your original five, because yeah, it goes up to six. But yeah, we, we barely too. ran into each other on the in our two-player games. Yeah, and neither one of us took Alvin. I, I was close to taking him in one yeah. of our games, but it did. He didn't get touched. Yeah, in the four-player game, it changed hands a few times. It did. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's a it's a good map. I like it. But he, I agree with him. It's definitely better at more than two. Yeah. Which is sad because we're usually two-player gamers. <laughs> but because they can't find any other than two people that will play a Western game. Nonsense. We can That's find people with like Ticket to Ride. <laughs> That's not true. And it doesn't have a Western feel to the game. So It just has a Ticket to Ride. Well, I feel like you two aren't trying hard enough. <laughs> no Western feel to oh, my gosh. Whatever. I put on my wait, cowboy wait. hat and my boots. Right? Hold on. How, how do we add poker to this game? <laughs> exactly. Oh, there whatever. We go. We do add, we do listen to Western music. Hey, that'd be a great mechanic, though. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so the France side of the map, the France one is really different. And I know you've played this. Right? Yeah, I was going to say I have played the France. Oh, you okay. played it digitally. I played it digitally because right. it, it was a, it was an exclusive for a while on the uh, maybe exclusive part of the app when you did the PlayLink version that I demoed. Okay. The one that you put up on the PS4, and then everyone controls via their phones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they said it was like a exclusive on there. OK, I think they meant digitally, but. All right. So anyway, the the France map is way different because the only routes that are actually like colored and usable at the beginning of the game are the one train routes and the six train routes. The six trains are always all gray and the one are, you know, just the random colors, whatever. Everything else, you have to build routes throughout the game. To make them whatever colors you want them to be. And so you do that by when you're collecting cards, you know, when you're collecting train cards to build up your hand to lay down routes, you have you have to place 
a colored root on the board. And there's twos, threes, fours, and fives, obviously, since there's no since ones and sixes are already done for you. And you you have to play something. Like there's no way around it. I keep forgetting. It's really bad. But um <laughs> You only forgot once in our last game. I did only forget once, that's true. But the interesting thing is it makes it you don't want to necessarily place the routes where you are trying to go until you're ready to claim them almost. Right. That's what I found. Because I mean, you can, but it you run the risk then of your opponent now knowing, okay, they're definitely going there if that's the only routes that you start populating mm-hmm. with these tracks. And so that that's interesting to me. But uh, the that's really the only difference about this one. The you have the globe trotter bonus, which is most tickets. You have the longest route bonus, and it's standard. Something and it's like the Europe though. map in, tar- in terms of like you're trying to get, there's specific countries on the board with and then there's all the France cities and stuff you're trying to get to. But. Well, that's like Switzerland. Switzerland does that. Europe has all the countries. Oh, you're right. Europe has. You're right. No, but, yeah. Switzerland's the one where you try. Um, it's in fact with with I think it's I think Germany does it too, where it, it might. The, the routes don't go to a specific. Some, if they, they go off go the, the board, they just say go to the country. And yeah. the UK does And you it can as go well to a, like one of three. And the, yeah, as long as you go, that was a little weird, especially in the app, mm. because it lights up all the ones for that. Like I'm used to, like it lights up green all the all the places oh. you have to connect, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's like ah, and then you're like oh, I just need to do to one of these. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But something that's interesting, you can see right oh, here. Yes, I forgot. There to are tracks this. that cross over each other. Once one of those has been built, like you put, you deem its color, whatever you choose its color. Uh, the other cannot be built on. Okay, so I was, I was looking at that. Yeah, you can yeah. lock something out. Yeah, which screwed us up. We each screwed each other over last time we played this by doing that. Yeah, there's a few different spots. Like there, there's a a big spot. Right oh there. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's like four intersecting places. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, it's it's pretty exciting that that's an option. <laughs> so, what did you think of this one? What did I think about this one? I'll, I'll I I could start while you're thinking about sure. it. I didn't like it. To me, it was just like this defeats the point of Ticket to Ride for me because I Ticket to Ride is kind of like a light casual. And this is adding in like an extra layer of complexity that like if I want that in a game, I'll play something else other than Ticket to Ride. Mm. Mm. Now, granted, again, everything mine's biased because I'm playing on the app. Right. right. But and it was just it was just an extra thing I was having to like an extra layer of thinking I'm having to do other than my planning. And for it did like there's not like a good reason it's just there it's like when you're talking about little rules in Mm -hmm. games you don't like yeah it's like that like there's not really a point to this other than and like you get into the things for time like like where do i go because if i go this way it's gonna make it obvious i want to go that way but Mm -hmm. i don't want to like i just i just randomly put things down yeah and then at that point it's like if i'm just randomly putting stuff down why am i doing this Mm. yeah i why don't i just play any other ticket to ride map so I think it's kind of cool because when sometimes when you're playing the real game, you're just not getting the cards that you absolutely need. Right. In this version, you you see a bunch of reds. You're like, OK, I need to have five of something. I'll collect all, a bunch of these reds and then lay a five red down in that spot. and Boom, I'm good to go. So it's almost like you can control your own destiny instead of like. 
I have to have pink to go here and I'm not getting any pink. Oh my gosh, this is terrible. I'm going to not complete this ticket. Whereas you, like I said, you have that control over a little bit anyway, unless your opponents then swoop in and I think it has to do with the fact that like, I'm not a ticket to ride huge fan. So when I play ticket to ride, I want, you want the simple, I want the simple ticket to ride. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're a ticket to ride fan and you play it a lot and you want something different, then Mm -hmm. I guess, which is reason why I know you hate this idea. The old West map might work for you because it's mostly, it mostly just ticket, ticket to ride. ride. And it, it plays into the style that a lot of people do anyway. They just build out for you right. know, in a straight line. But see, the funny thing is that I thought I would enjoy that about the old West. And I don't mm. because it limits you. Like you almost don't want to have tickets that don't like intersect with each other because in a normal ticket to ride, you could get tickets that go all over the board like you have one that goes north and one that goes south and one that's over here in the east or whatever Mm -hmm. but with the old west map if you do that you're gonna kind of screw yourself up because you can't necessarily get all of your trains connected like that Mm -hmm. that's kind of frustrating in that aspect but i i mean i do enjoy the old west map Uh, so on the old west map you said if you had where the train station the train stations yes the Uh train stations um you said you could have a route at either end and get double the points yes could that routes are can be multiple cities no 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 when she's talking about the the route so like if i put a a, she's talking about that's a route yes okay that's a route well because you also it gets confusing because there's also the tickets which are multiple that's the city to city Well, because there was also like a longest route award. Isn't that just like a six tile or is that a... No, it's, that's talking about your connected cities. Okay. Pretty okay. Much. So yeah. that They was... use the word route for too much. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's really the only other place that they use I guess that. it's yeah. true. She's, they're talking about when you claim a segment. Yes, a segment. Would be a better... Okay. There you go. Segments. You know, yeah, okay. So... Thanks, Chris. If you pop one right there and then pop one right there and then build in the middle, you get... All right. Correct. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you couldn't do it here because... Yeah, you just can't put... <laughs> But in general, yes, you have the correct idea. Okay. I think deviating from this, I think I found Germany to be one of my favorites to play. The nice. New Germany, Germany or Marklin? Probably regular. Regular because okay. they don't have Marklin in the app. Okay. I haven't played Germany. And I don't think we've played with a lot of the extra because we don't have the passengers. Yes. Yeah. Right. I, that's I think part that's Marklin. Yeah. yeah. Well, Germany's, but, Germany's just a nice place in general. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, final thoughts on overall it's a good map map pack mm-hmm. i the old west is good but i i would say this is one to get if you're going to have more than just two players playing yes so for both sides probably yeah i we have not played france at more than two i mean um, it works better it works. at two than the old west did yes but, but i still, still feel like it would be there'd be more tension with more players for sure mm-hmm but yeah, um, both sides, you only use 40 trains. Oh, that was that was another. Oh, yeah. Had. The 40 the trains. France side. Like, I, I don't see why you have to just have 40 trains even. I mean, especially at two, because there's so much on the map. It's, it's, like, it's a wide maybe map. it's just a length of time type things like limiting how long the game is. But I really yeah. feel at two, it, you can throw those extra five trains in there. Yeah. Um. I would say if you if you like Ticket to Ride, if you love Ticket to Ride and you have the you have other map packs and you enjoy them, this definitely adds a good variety. And I definitely would suggest picking it up if you are like Chris and you're like, I like Ticket to Ride for the simple, easy, quick game that it is. You don't need this. It's not it's not necessarily for you. If you're curious, find somebody that has it. Try it. And if you love it, hey, then good. But this is definitely it's 
it's definitely one of the more advanced, I'll say, of the map packs. The France side specifically. Yeah, I mean, the Old West is is much more simple, yes. But it, yeah, if you... But it's also very different. Mm-hmm. It's a different Ticket to Ride experience from yeah. what it sounds like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, definitely the France is a much more advanced variant of Ticket to Ride. Yeah, another one would so, be the UK, which also had the Pennsylvania side. Which was that. more simple. Yeah, it, it was a really simple. I think that they're doing it like that on purpose. I'm yeah. Just, the sides appeal to different I'm types just, of people. I'm just getting the, the, the complete they, other end of the spectrum of flipping these maps over. <laughs> All right, we're going to have, you know, oh, Pim and Proper Lunt, and then we're going to have Pennsylvania. Like, what? Yeah, what it, it seems like they're doing like a U.S. and a European on opposite sides. Yeah, I think oh, that's yeah. the trend. Well, just, they've only had just, two of them that have been like that. They're just so hitting, hitting spitballs at like a giant <laughs> world map. Like, bam. All right. We hit France. Bam. All right. We hit. Uh, I mean, we hit Nevada. Old West. All right. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. But yeah. So, I mean, great, great game. I'm glad that we have it because it definitely is. I mean, I'm a ticket to ride completionist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm not disappointed. No. And I'm not disappointed at all that it's in my collection. Well, what about rails and sales, it. though? Whatever, that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> Burn it. Yeah. So yeah, ticket to ride. So now, when you map say pack six, when you say map pack, that is it's not a base game. It's that is just, what I'm thinking. It's, it's like just, a map pack. It's a map mm-hmm. with tickets and maybe a little extra pieces. You cannot okay. play the game by itself. Yes. With you just... have to have a base game. Okay, all right. Because yeah. like you it's an expansion the... for the game. It's a, yeah. Okay, it is an expansion. They just call them map packs. Right. Well, I mean, same in like multiplayer online games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's DLC. It's DLC. That's what it is. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Downloadable, Downloadable content. content. Oh. So uh, I got sent in the mail this game from Brain Games called Orc Olympics. And I was like, oh, that's it's got cutesy kind of artwork on it. And it kind of sat on the shelf for a while. So while I was like, I really should get that played. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's a game. It's a game? It's a game. It's a game. All right. Does this break the Brain Games trend? No, because I kind of see what they're going for. Mm-hmm. Like this was not so it does break the trend in that a lot of brain games are like they're designed around that kids will enjoy, but also adults will enjoy. Mm. This is a game that kids will enjoy and the adults might have to grit and bear through. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's basically a drafting game. You, you've got a bunch of orc Olympians that are of different races and you're trying to like draft specific ones and your each specific races have better stats than others. Mm. And so you get to you have different challenges and one might be an agility challenge. You're trying to see who can throw the best person down for agility and you kind of go around until everyone it's kind of like a pressure luck because you could put your person down and if it gets back to you, you could put another person down, but everyone you put down, you can't play on somewhere else. Mm. So are you using up somebody that you might need somewhere else? So it's a really simple. It is also really simple to play. It, you can learn in like five minutes. Yeah. We played it once. And like, that's a game I don't need to play again. Yeah. Um, but I will say if you've got kids, this is a really, really easy drafting game. Yeah. So if you like drafting games and you've got like Seven Wonders, like if you're a big Seven Wonders fan and you've got kids and you want to ease them into something like that, mm-hmm. this is a good stepping stone, I e- think. Even easing into Sushi Go, really. Yes. Because uh, I, so I didn't like- play it, but I looked over the rules and then I looked at the cards. It's like, okay, yeah, this is very... like. Like you said before we started, like my first. Yeah, this is like game. my first drafting game. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So I actually got to play this back in September when we were at our big Labor Day game week weekend thing. And I didn't terribly enjoy it. I, I don't know if it was just, it might have also been the company I was playing with because in that particular game, I was paired up with some people. I'm like, you annoy, I don't care you for annoy you. me. <laughs> <laughs> you annoy me. But um, generally... That's every game just, that I play in. <laughs> <laughs> you were not in my game. But I don't know. I, I don't like the artwork. I'm not a fan of myth, that kind of the, mythological creature type thing. Caricatured fantasy. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's not... Fantasy's not my style at all. And I, I felt like... I, I'm not a hate drafter. Like, well, I don't mind hate drafting. I don't like it when people do it to me. And I felt like there was a lot of hate drafting going on for some reason. Well, I don't even know how. I yeah, don't even know how, but it was like because you don't even know like the yeah, challenges. The cards are face down. Yeah, the challenges don't you don't even know until afterwards. So no, you know them at the beginning of the game. Like you know what's being passed around. No, no, no I'm talking about the challenge things that you're trying to collect. Oh yeah, for. that's not what I'm. Yeah, they're face up. Oh okay. Uh, so you know what you're shooting for, but. You don't know what anyone else is going for because their cards are face down. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah, that's what you meant. I don't know. It just or maybe we just weren't taught 100 percent accurately. That happened a lot that weekend. It did. I, I tried to correct some rules and uh, they were defaulting to someone else that always teaches rules. And yeah. And apparently not correctly, but he wasn't in this game. So I don't know. I just didn't really enjoy it very much. So that I can't really say a whole lot. Uh, but I'm not going to say it's a terrible game. It's, I wouldn't say it's a terrible game. It's just not my cup of tea. Exactly. And like I said, it, the other it, people seem it fits to enjoy a it. It fits a niche. And like that's and like I said, if you're a big drafting fan and if you have kids in the, you know, like elementary, this is an elementary school game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, even middle school, maybe. No, I think if you're in the middle school, you'd be more worried about like you'd be in the sushi go range. You'd be in the sushi go, or even even depending on the child, Seven Mm -hmm. Wonders or Seven Wonders Duel. Okay, but so there's that. Uh, But I did want to talk briefly is that we played another one of the Time Stories games. We played Lumen Fide. Oh, Uh, and I was hesitant about this game going in because one of the big things that I've heard in Time Stories is like everyone really likes Asylum, and then. Marcy case is kind of like, okay. And the prophecy of dragons is really good. And then everyone just kind of says it kind of tanks from there. Mm. Like it just kind of keeps going down from there. And specifically, there was also a thing that people were talking about. There was a lot of translation errors because space cowboys is, I think a French company. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think there were a lot of there when I was hearing things, when it first came out, there was a lot of translation errors and such with Lumen Fide is Mm. what I heard. We, we ran into a couple of those were like that. The wording sounds wrong. Um, but overall, I actually really enjoyed this set. Oh, yeah. Like uh, this brought in a lot of the puzzles that were in like Asylum that I thought were really good. Mm. This had a couple of them. So that was kind of like what I was what I've been looking for in the in the Time Stories experience mm. that hadn't been in some of the other ones other than these challenges. There's a little bit more puzzles. I will say there is a big content warning and that I know that if the subject of religion and piety is something you might find offensive, Mm. this is definitely you want to stay away from because a core mechanic of the game is there's kind of like a piety track Mm. where like, depending on specific choices you make, you can become more righteous or less righteous. Hmm. The game is set in the crusades. Yeah. You're a your Spanish crusaders. It's set during that period of time where there's like a heavy, like, 
that's Catholic presence. Catholic presence. Also, a lot of that like ah, demons, demons. Uh-huh. Huh. It turns out there might actually be demons, <laughs> but so, well, regardless. But so I'm only saying that is that I know it could it triggers people. It could trigger somebody. So if you are that type of person, stay away. If yeah. that doesn't bother you, I found this really entertaining. This one really entertaining. Awesome. That's good. Where where does this fall in the? So there's Asylum, Marcy Case, Prophecy. Mm-hmm. Then there's. Uh, are you talking about Order? Yeah. yeah. Then there's. Uh, was it Under the Mask? Yeah. Okay. And then the, Expedition then Endurance. Expedition Endurance, which I didn't play. I was not there that day, but that one was interesting too. In that the way it was described is you actually go back and they send you to the wrong time. <laughs> so you go back too late and like all this stuff has happened mm. and then you get reset. Like when you when you inevitably they set you up to fail the first run. Uh, and then when you reset, you go back like three days beforehand. So you see everybody like before things get bad. Oh, okay. uh, that sounds nifty. Yeah. Oh, that's right. There's a couple other things I want to mention that uh, other things I liked about this deck or this set versus the other ones is they put in like checkpoints basically to where like after you clear this, after you get through this set of cards, you always come back to that point oh, nice. and it made it so much nicer. In fact, I think we only took like two to three runs to get through it, which was like a record for us. Does it have you, does it, cause one of the mechanics is like the, the time energy. Yeah. Does it have you like yeah, you at put this like checkpoint? A, you put like a marker Okay, on what it. energy. You're yeah, you okay. put it like like when you hit like at this deck of cards, it's um there's like three decks of cards. And when you get to one that's like, okay, now open this deck. And when this happens, now you put there's like basically these cards can go back in the box, these cards can come out and put your dot put a marker here. This is where you're now respot resetting to. Oh, that's so really it, cool. it it doesn't have like if for some reason you spent too much energy before a checkpoint. It doesn't save with that amount of energy. It gives you a different. Uh, I'm not going to say. Okay. <laughs> that might be too much information. <laughs> okay, that, that could be. Yeah. It's still following the storyline. Vaguely. Vaguely. It, oh. it, well, I've heard people yes. talking about the they're wrapping it up. The the white box. Story yeah. The arc. Madame. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. That, that, there is story bits in there and it, especially in this one, not so much in uh, under the mask, but Maybe a little bit, but in this one, there definitely is because that piety track also kind of works towards the two different organizations that are in the game. Gotcha. Bob is God. Uh, <laughs> Bob is God. You've angered the Bob. <laughs> oh, my God. Bob be with us. <laughs> Actually, no, because he's a douche. <laughs> so, yeah, that's there's that. All right. Uh, before we get to our game show. I do want to throw it out. Just another shout out to uh, our Patreon, our patrons. I want to say our Patreons. Uh, remember that you can go to patreon.com slash boards and swords to support us and uh, throw us a dollar per show or dollar per month. Sorry, not dollar per show. That'd be great. That's two dollars a month. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could do that. Not if you're not, not if you're Phil and I, that'd be <laughs> a lot of dollars per month. Wow. Six mm. is a lot of dollars. <laughs> Six like, dollars. That's like almost a we produce six podcasts a month. What else do you do? We do four episodes of Dirtbags of Holding. Oh, it's I a weekly realize, show. I didn't realize it was weekly. Ah, you record biweekly, but you split it up. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. six bucks a month. That'll get you. That's one of our pleasures. No. That's almost that's almost a uh, 
uh, Keyforge deck. That's all. Uh, you're, yeah. <laughs> you're 10 cents away from breakfast at a restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Zach. Zach's in the chat room. All right. It has been a while because these fools went on vacation. Sorry, Sorry about that, folks. But yeah. Uh, so like I said, people like oh, Sean and vacation. Jay and John and Roger, all of them. Thank you for supporting us. And like I said, we are less than 10 bucks away from hitting our mo- first milestone, which is when we're going to unlock bonus content. Like we could talk Avengers and game spoilers. Yes. Like, isn't it great when. So great when Mickey Mouse popped out. of there. <laughs> <laughs> oh I loved posting it like Facebook. I was like, spoilers, Batman dies. <laughs> no, <laughs> I haven't seen it. You jerks. <laughs> All right. So with that, it's time for uh, America's favorite game. And, and that is our uh, the rank is right. It's been a while since we've done it. Boo. It's been a while since we've done a rank and right. Boo. So, rank, rank and right. Rank and right. Yeah, it's the roll and right version. Oh. I have to turn this now so Phil doesn't see. You, you do. Hey, well, it's his handicap. I'm not the one who rearranged all the seats. Sure. So in case you're wondering, uh, there's that handy website, BoardGameGeek.com, that lists like every possible board game imaginable. And there's a handy dandy feature that you can go hit random game. And so I did that a bunch today until I finally got some that actually have ratings on them. I know. And uh, I've got a couple of games here and these guys are going to have to guess Price is Right rules. What? So you said there you found a bunch of games without ratings. Is there like a rating threshold? Like so many people have to rate, rate it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I was going to be like, if not, just start putting some ratings in there. Yeah. <laughs> like no, it needs like deck. a certain number before it. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's it's associated with your account. So you have to create a lot of accounts if you're going to do that. Yeah. Okay. It's too much work. You guys don't do like real work, do you? Like... <laughs> well. Anyways. So what we have here is we have the first game is Axis and Allies, the anniversary edition. Oh, mm. which anniversary? The 2008 anniversary, okay. the 2008. <laughs> so this has the average user rating of 7.4. I did look up the geek user ratings, but as I was telling Colin earlier, the geek ratings, I think, would give it too much away, <laughs> especially when you start comparing them to each other. Mm. So the average user rating was 7.4. Average user rating is 7.4. In the war category, it's ranked 103. Oh, yeah. So two to six players. The weight 3.13 out of five to celebrate the 50 year anniversary of Axelon Hill. Pfft, Avalon Hill. Axelon Hill. <laughs> Avalon Hill. It's the Axis and Allies anniversary di- edition features the debut of Italy as the third Axis nation. The introduction of the cruiser unit to the naval lineup in the largest Axis and Allies board game to date or board to date. I can't read. <laughs> I never learned to read. So there you go. Uh, Colin. I Matt. Like I said, it has 2.2 thousand ratings. Wow. With the average rating of 7.4. What is the rating of Axis and Allies? And you said it was around 100 for the war game. 103. 103. Let's go with. And you're trying to get as close as close to one without without going going, without going under. You're not trying. You're trying to say a low. uh, A. More a higher numerical value, uh, uh, yes. what's it? Integer, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, like okay. So, I am gonna go with 1937. Okay, 1937, 1938. <laughs> you mean 36 if you're trying to do one better? No, I think it's gonna be lower than that. 
Wait. Well, if it is lower, then you would then you would have overbid. Yeah. Yep. You overbid. I meant higher. Like I think no. By lower. What do you, what do you mean, think? It's closer to one. I think it's not closer to one. Then okay. go much higher than me. Yeah. Because if it is one, one higher than me, because you would have overbid at that at that point. Like say for instance, it's rated as ten thousand. Yeah. Then you would have overbid. Whereas if he said ten thousand at one, he'd be closer. Bill, say ten thousand more. Wait, what did I say? You, you said, said nineteen thirty-eight. Yeah, you went one higher than me. Yeah, which means that if it was between, like for instance, oh, we've played this, we played this game in. several times. <laughs> if you said that and it was oh, like, you're right, you're right, nineteen forty, right. and he goes ten thousand, he wins. He wins. Yeah, how how right. much of this do I need to cut? <laughs> <laughs> oh my word, I feel so stupid right now. Okay, um, I'm redigging on my answer. Let's say it is four thousand and three. Four thousand and three. Okay, and what number are we pulling for again? We're pulling for the where it falls on the BGG overall rankings list. Overall ranking of every game they have. Okay, um, Colin's cheating. No, I'm typing in the chat. Colin, he's... so just to refresh, you said Colin, you said how much? Nineteen thirty-seven. Nineteen thirty-seven, and you said four thousand and three and three. Four thousand three. I'm gonna go with. Twenty nine eighty five. Twenty nine eighty five. Yes. Okay. The actual BGG rating mm-hmm. is seven hundred fifty five. What? Yep. I should have said one hundred. I should have said nineteen thirty six. What? What did you end up going with? Four thousand three. So it's me. Yeah, it's you. Ah! That's really high. Yeah, I was surprised. Yeah, wow. I wasn't sure how many war games were in the top thousand. I think if there was going to be one, <laughs> it'd be an access. So that if you think about it, it's rated 103 mm-hmm. and it's rated at 700 and something. Yeah. So that means there are 100 war games that are higher up that list. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Well, Root's a war game, right? Right. So Twilight that, Struggle. Yeah. yeah. That's in the top 200. Mm-hmm. All right. The next one we have is called Colossal Cave, the board game. <laughs> oh, that's so Somewhere bad. nearby is this game is actually a uh, 2013 game. Somewhere nearby is Colossal Cave, where it is rumored that others have found fortunes and treasure and gold. Magic too is said to work in the cave, but beware: some who are enter, some who enter are never seen again. Uh, again? Shut up! All right. <laughs> again. That's how BT says it. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's. Cool. It's apparently an ad- adaptation of the classic text adventure Colossal Cave Adventure. Uh yeah, eighty-three ratings. 5.0 user average user rating and in thematic it's rated 1004 mm. oh my yeah so colin you won that one so you got to go first again i will go with we'll do a cool 8500 8500 okay 12000 12000 okay i forget how many games are ranked 84.99 84.99 <laughs> uh <laughs> You all bid too high. Nice. <laughs> nice. I knew I was good oh, with my 12,000. Yeah, so there we go. So, Sorry. Colin, you want to try 12,000? You want to try it? again? Sure. Jeez. I, this has a rank. This has a rank. Uh, that is. The, I know there's only like 14,000, 15,000 ranks. So, I'm going to say, <laughs> or unless that changed, I'll say 15,000. 15,000. Okay. 13,200. Okay. 13,199. <laughs> 
all still over bit. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you because there's more than 15,000. Well, there must be because this is ranked 16,139. Nice. Holy cow. <laughs> Bottom of the barrel. Right? <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> I'm still just, winning. Just, you didn't put the last game on the on your ranking, did you? Can you find like what is the last game lowest <laughs> ranked on BGG? Uh, didn't we say Monopoly? That was our that was our one dollar Bob. Oh, that is our one dollar. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next, we have a game that Phillips actually played. Spyfall. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Dragonfire. <laughs> hey, I played that. Yeah. So Dragonfire is the 2017 deck building game. Uh, it is a cooperative deck building game set in the world of Dungeons and Dragons. That's all. That's all. That's all I really need to say about it. Uh, 60, 90 minutes. It has a 1.5 thousand ratings. Wow. Average rating of 7.5 ranked 191 in thematic and 559 in strategy. Colin, you're still the the leader. All right. What's the overall rank? Uh, I will go with 1301. That is so annoying. <laughs> this is annoying. I'm tired of going first. <laughs> that is 12 over. That's okay, because the next one's also a D&D board game. Oh. I did not plan this. It was literally the next one that came up. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons Conquest of Nirath board game. I didn't play that. 2011. And uh, war has come to the Dungeons and Dragons world because that's never happened before. <laughs> What's such a peaceful and gentle yeah, place? I think this is one of those we turn D and D into a board. Like this is like one of the adventures, ah. the D and D adventures games. Uh, one point four thousand ratings, six point nine in thematic. This one is ranked three hundred and twelve. Pretty low. So Colin, so it's ranked higher than the last one. Uh, the the number is higher. So there's your baseline well, in, in thematic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In thematic seven or uh, 1.4 thousand rating 6.9. What's the what's the overall BGG rating? Uh, I will. I'm going to go with 1301. 1301. <laughs> OK. 1000. 1000. 1300. 1300. Wait. What? Never mind. Go ahead. It's OK. I won't go first anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the actual rating. Is lower than all of y'all. <laughs> you all got it wrong. Wow. So I think was it thirteen oh? What was the highest one? Thirteen oh one. Oh, you said thirteen hundred. Yes. Mm-hmm. You all bid two. Yeah. We need to say clo- higher numbers. You bid too so, close to one. Yes. So never mind. So this one in the thematic games, this one was further from one than the other game was. Yes. Oh, I totally misheard that. <laughs> I thought this was closer. That's to why one. we said this was higher. And I said, no matter uh, oh. as far as number, the number is bigger. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's why I stuck with my I was like, might be a sweet spot. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I stuck with mine, because I'm like, oh, I thought it was the opposite of what you said. Let's, I wasn't paying let's attention. Let's go with. Uh, we'll say fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred. All right. Fourteen hundred. Fourteen hundred. Eight thousand. Eight thousand. <laughs> 
Philip's going to get it by default. <laughs> <laughs> the actual rating is 15 or 1,529. Oh, <laughs> so close. So close. What'd you say? 15? I got a point. 1,500. <laughs> nice. I got a point. You Second get, like, place. Sweet. I don't get to go first anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now there's one that Khan's probably going to get really close because it's, I know it's on his shelf. Yeah. Oh. Robinson Crusoe. Oh yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. Adventures on the Cursed Island, the 2012. So that's the first edition. That just popped up randomly. Yeah. Well, I think they're all under the same uh, listing, though. And so th- uh, it does have. Re- uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, thematic wise, it's ranked as 13. Mm-hmm. So we're a, little bit, we're a little bit higher up. It's a good game. Uh, it's, a, yeah, it's a game created by Ignacy Chervicek. Mm-hmm. Portal. The author of Stronghold takes the players to a deserted island where they play the parts of shipwrecked survivors confronted by an extraordinary adventure with 27,000 ratings <laughs> and an average user rating of 7.9. Philip, what is this game's board game geek rating? I'm going to give a hint. Mm-hmm. It's top 100. It's top 100. Mm-hmm. I don't know the exact number. Oh, crap. <laughs> it is in there. I will neither confirm nor deny. At least it used to be. It could have dropped. Not unless you looked recently. Not that much. 90. 90. Okay. Colin? Oh, I still got to go after Phil? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, goes, go last. it goes in the same direction. Uh, uh, let's go with 37. 37. All right. I was going to say 74. 74. So you said 90. 90. You said 74. 37. And you said 37. 37. The actual PGG rating is 41. Ah. <laughs> I got a point. Well, that I almost went with 40. So that, that's, that still would have lost. That would yeah. Oh, uh, two. We got two more. I was thinking top 50. You can go last this time. You do. Yay! Go last this time. That's my goal in life. Robinson Crusoe last. is a great game. All right, this one is called Frantic. Oh, this sounds terrible. This doesn't even have a second category, That's like, you know, like a thematic too. or anything. Oh, wow. Uh, in Frantic, you start with seven cards and try and get rid of your cards as quickly as possible. It's I just like, throw them. <laughs> yeah, no, we're done. <laughs> if a player has discarded all their cards, the remaining players count the points in their hand. When the player reaches the maximum uh, agreed upon score, the player with the lowest score wins. It's Uno. It does sound like that. Mm-hmm. It's like reverse golf. <laughs> you can. OK, never mind. Anyways, uh, it's a 2015 game, apparently. 62 ratings. <laughs> and a 6.8 average user rating. Wow. Five to 45 minute played in time. What? Yeah. Well, Flux has that time. Oh, yeah. So, Cindy, what is the average or what is the overall ranking? You didn't give me the average user rating. The, uh, I said 6.8. Oh, yeah, you did. So 62 people voted. Average user rating was a 6.8. I'll throw you a little bit of a bone here. The geek rating for Robinson Crusoe is 7.741. The geek rating for Frantic is 5.546. The geek rating for Colossal Cave, (laughs) 5.461. This is where I said it might be too easy if you start getting these. This one has a slightly higher geek rating than the Colossal Cave. Correct. All right. Then I'm going to say 15,000. 15,000. Uh, 12,000. 12,000. 
Uh, we'll go fourteen nine ninety nine. Fourteen nine ninety nine. Are we all too high? Nope. Oh, oh damn, wow. No, but I hate you, Colin. <laughs> the average, the average, or little up. The overall rank is nine thousand two hundred eighty two. Philip. Nice. nice. <laughs> Whoa. Nice. All right. I don't hate you, Colin. So <laughs> it's it's looking like you need somewhere around a minimum of. 62 ratings to get up. <laughs> yeah, I was starting to wonder. I thought it was like closer to 100 like, ratings. Where's the but minimum? Yeah. I actually did a statistical analysis of games and it showed that you needed about 70 to be considered in the top realm of games. Okay. Hmm. If you look back at my post where I was talking about did 2018 actually suck for both oh, games. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Weird. And I think I made the comment like, it's like 70 is like the bare minimum of what you need to even be considered a game. Mm. Okay. okay. So it's not a game yet. If yeah. all of your backers go and rank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Last game we have for you is called Mothership Tabletop Combat. <laughs> it's That's a 2016 one. game. 2016. It's cool. Mothership name. Tabletop Combat. Cool 108 name. ratings. All right. The Great Space Disagreement of 5406 has forced your entire colony to flee into the dark depths of outer space. You're not alone. Other colonies, too, seek refuge from the war. All scramble to harvest the valuable resources on undiscovered planets. Your mission, destroy all other colonies. Diplomacy is boring. <laughs> Shoot first, confirm if they were enemies later. <laughs> this is Philip's game. It's called Philip the Board Game. <laughs> this is just, see all this type of stuff reminds me of uh in covered uh, up that's the that's what the cover looks like yeah it looks freaking awesome <laughs> it just reminds me of in wild wild west like not everything can be solved with your brand of shoot first shoot later shoot some more or then when everyone's dead try to ask a question or two yeah <laughs> so yeah uh 108 ratings average user rating of 7.3 philip uh let's see overall rating it didn't have a secondary category? Nope. Okay, no secondary category. You said a 7.3. Mm-hmm. 100 and some change ratings. All right. I am going to go with... I'm going to go with 9,000. 9,000. All right. Colin? I will say... 8,999. <laughs> you know what? Let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say... 8,998. Do do <laughs> what, what was the last one? The ranking of the last game? Uh, I got to pull it up. <laughs> Sorry. It was 9,282. 8,998. <laughs> <laughs> well, she gets it. Yeah, she gets it. No, but it was uh, 7,504. Nice. So not that far off. I was going to say 8,000, so I would have been okay with that. Yeah. You still, yes. Hey, we have a three-way tie. We have a three-way tie. Because I was at work. We should right. have made I guess, that last one. I guess oh, there was one All that right. we didn't get. If only there was a way I could get more. <laughs> the wild card. The random game button is broken. <laughs> the internet's out. No. <laughs> no, now I just have to do the... Uh, I have to do the keep clicking until I get in. Oh, I actually was... See, sometimes it does it when there's a re-implements and I can click on that instead. Mm. Like mm. when I hit random game and there's nothing or if an expansion pops up, I always go to the the base game. Yeah. So, but we did get one. Beyond the Gates of Antares. Oh, yeah. 2015. Uh, this uh, is re-implements bolt action and was re-implemented by Warlords of Ekron. Okay. 
uh, invites us to uh, beyond the gates of Antares, invites us to a time when mankind has evolved into new and diverse species, the strangely powerful new humans, masters of the pan-human concord. This sounds just like the other game. <laughs> But 31 ratings. All right. Wait. 31 so ratings. What it? It's on there. There we go. 31 ratings and it has an average user rating of 7.7. All right. People got to be a, high, a, a heavy hitter here. That's right. Wow. Mm. Cindy's first. Cindy oh, is first. first. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say 11,000. 11,000. Philip. I am going to say... I should have made you just write it down and should reveal. Have, yeah. Mm. Should have done this Jeopardy style. Well, we can. I'll retake my answer. <laughs> Too late now. I'm going to say 14,000. 14,000. So what was it? 11. 11, 14. And 13. And 13. The actual rating is... 9,725. Oh, she I comes have back to win. Yay. Rigged. <laughs> How? <laughs> How? There's literally no way I could have rigged that. He just says that every time Cindy gets points. Exactly. Yeah. He does. That's when sh- they're running the games. That is. <laughs> Collusion is what that is. Oh my gosh. So not true. Collusion. <laughs> not true. I'm going to steal your phone and look at all your Instagrams. If you can get in my phone, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> they're in the phone. <laughs> Where'd all the files go? <laughs> Anyways, that's all we got this week. <laughs> Philip, do you need to read off my screen? I do. I do. It's not. Yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> it's too. It's too. I was going to say, I'm getting old. I need you to make it like really this big. This is on the a screen. terrible yeah, exit. It. There you go. It happens. It happens. Um, I'm Cole Kicks. One, no, sorry. <laughs> I went where he clicked. All right, everyone. That was our show. If- Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> Just start over. Just start over. <laughs> All right, everybody. That was our show. If you like this, then you should check out boardsandswords.com. You can check out our other podcast we got going on, The Dirt Bags of Holding, where we play some of the worst RPGs in the worst way possible. <laughs> oh, okay then. So Sometimes. Sometimes. If you like this show, you can email us your comments and questions at feedback at boardsandswords.com. You can follow us on Instagram at boardsandswordspod or on Facebook at facebook.com slash boardsandswordspod. Sorry, that changed. I just Okay, you should also follow our individual accounts. I'm Cindy Pastorius on Twitter and Instagram. I am ColeCakes196 on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Chris the Prof on both. And I'm Phil the Dirtbag on Twitter. Uh, so we are also a part of the Dice Tower Network. Uh, for other great gaming podcasts, you can check out DiceTowerNetwork.com. And Cool Stuff Inc. does a lot to support the network. And you can go to their website and check out some awesome gaming deals at CoolStuffInc.com. Lastly, thanks again to all of our Patreon backers for supporting this episode. And go check out Patreon.com slash Boards and Swords to support us and to get some cool swag. And to show us some love, because we love you guys, you peeps. Much love. And thank you also for listening, for watching. Those that are in the chat room, thank you for hanging out with us. In the meantime, remember that every gamer has a story, and this guy's got a geek rating of 10 out of 10. Is that right? That is right. Mm. How many people made yeah. that rating? How many uh, accounts 100%. did you create to make that? <laughs> yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that's a... Uh... <laughs>
That's a spoofed rating right there. The minimal Collusion. Rating. Minimal yeah. rating of one right here. <laughs> minimal rating. That's right. One account rated Chris 10.0. I'm sure my wife would verify that I have a 10 out of 10 geek rating. <laughs> oh, my word. And I'm pretty sure my family would, too. Yes. I, I don't think there's that many people that would disagree. No. I mean, Boom. Verified. Give you like 9.7.